RadioInfluence.com. Hi there, everyone, and welcome to Live Bold and Boss Up with Steph and Ash. Today is our very, very, very first podcast, and we're so excited to have you join. Welcome in. We are going to be kicking us off with talking about how to market yourself. Several different ways to market yourself. Um, So we're going to start with a part one of resumes. Stephanie has recently been a part of the Synapse Showcase and really got down and dirty and talked about this. Um, Yeah, so I literally just did this for Synapse. We had a panel on resume writing and revamping your resume. So I'm excited to share some of the information that I had from that. And, you know, it's not just marketing yourself, but it's how to get it across to people on a piece of paper. And then, you know, further along, we'll be going into, you know, social media and all that kind of stuff in further episodes. But I think the hardest part is really reflecting you on a sheet of paper. So we're going to go over some basics. First of all, what's important, what's needed, what not to put on it, and what do hiring managers look at? Obviously, first of all, you need your name, contact information. I think it's good to put your LinkedIn profile in there, your the link to your um, profile so they can automatically click on that. But as far as contact information, I think it's good to have a location on there if you're targeting a specific location. That way you're not getting calls for positions in California or Seattle or someplace that you may not want to be. Right. Yeah. I agree with that, too. I would say, you know, maybe put in Tampa, Florida, or if you're in New York, New York, New York, or wherever that is, but don't, I don't think you need to put your exact address. I think that probably hinders you from a lot of areas, right? Because I feel like the recruiters will just like type in your address and do a radius search themselves and then decide and Mm -hmm. put their own impressions there. No, I think that's a good point. Definitely, you know, some sort of idea on location. And then if you're open to relocation, a lot of times you can click that little button. But otherwise, you know, just keep it very basic. You know, don't go into too much detail there. And then after the heading, the name, contact information, I think summary is important. Give the hiring manager an idea of what you do. What are you good at? What are your passions? What are your strengths? You know, one paragraph summary on you, why you're fit for the job, what your background is. After that, I like putting education, um, especially if you're a recent college grad. It's super important to put that up front. And if you have a college degree, master's degree, a lot of times that's super important to companies. So they'll look at that. And then certifications, obviously, for certain jobs, they're required. So I think it's good to put that at the front. What do you think, Ash? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say for education, I agree with you. If you're a recent college grad or you've just recently maybe earned a master's or something like that, you're super proud. You want to put it at the top. I think that's great. But if you have a lot, you know, a decade of experience, plus or minus, I would almost say put it at the bottom. Let your experience shine through, Um, especially if you're going for a job that matches your current experience, right? Like maybe if you're if you're starting over and you're jumping from career to a different, 
you know, type of career, then maybe that's where you want to put your education first. Um, but I might, I might venture to say, put it at the end if you're experienced and going for the same type of role. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's a good point. There's no one way to make a resume. Mm-hmm. We're just giving you some tips on what we've seen from experience on what what works. Mm-hmm. And so there's no one way. You can put it at the front. You can put it at the back. Either way, you know, as long as it's on there. After that, I would put your professional history, your professional experience in there. I like seeing bullet points rather than paragraph form because I feel like that's easier for hiring managers to read. And you have about 10 seconds to catch their attention. They're going to look at your resume, see if they want to read it a little further, have a conversation with you. But you have about 10 seconds to really catch their attention. So I feel like bullet points is the easiest and clearest way to do that. Right. And putting that professional history in chronological order What are you doing now? Put that one at the top or what have you done most recently? Put that on the top and then follow it up underneath with older roles. And then, yeah, I agree. I agree with the bullet points. You want it to be clear and concise, easy to read because you only have a few seconds for them to see, capture your experience and make a decision. And one of my, I think, points that I just kind of... um, gets me all the time is pet peeve. Yes. My pet peeve (laughs) is when I see bullet points, but I see the sentence start with, um, I configure configured or analyzing, you know, it, it, it ends in different, um, it's either past tense or current tense and, and it's all mixed up. I mean, consistency, I think is the biggest thing to have on a resume, right? Be consistent with your wording, your tenses. Um, If you're currently working there, make it more obviously a present day, right? Um, I think that's that's huge. It's funny because it's just those little tiny things that are going to set off a hiring manager and spelling. I can't tell you how many times hiring managers have seen a resume that has a misspelling, whether you're bilingual, trilingual, doesn't matter. If you misspell in whatever language you're writing it in, you you have a, a kind of a red flag already. Right. No, that's so true, especially like in an analyst role and you have misspellings or, you know, your resume, there's, there's things that aren't right with it. That is a huge red flag. You know, it shows that you're not very attentive to details. So that's a great point. Another thing I would add is back up your skills with examples. Or um, if you're a salesperson, put your sales data on there, put numbers on there. They want to know, you know, what was the revenue that you brought in? What were your numbers? How large did you help grow this company? I think that's important. Or if you're a manager, how large was the team that you managed? Um, How large was the environment that you worked in? That sort of thing, just to give them a picture of what you did and how it relates to what you would be doing in this new position. Yes, the data points are so important. You're going to want to, even if, if you're a sales, like Steph said, put down the quota that you hit, any numbers that you remember, and you should remember all of them. That's certainly what I hear from hiring managers, right? Put that in there. But more importantly, too, whatever you put in there, you have to know how to speak to, right? You have to know 
how were you successful? What were the steps you took to be successful, to meet those numbers? I think you can put data points in here, even if you're not in sales. Every position is important, right? These these companies have these roles because they're important. So put in what you did to make your role successful, to make the company successful. Um, there's plenty of uh, analyst roles, assistant roles where you save the company money because you're doing all of this research on the side before you pick a certain company to to go with or work for or whatever the case is. So definitely data points. I love that. That's mm-hmm. important for sure. And last but not least, I think putting your interest in volunteer activity is just as important as everything else because it shows that you're interested in other things and that you're well-rounded and that you are involved in your community. That's super important to hiring managers. If you were in sports, it shows that you were competitive and that you have teamwork. It, it really gives them a better picture of who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love that too. I would, I would put interest volunteering because a lot of the times companies they don't just hire anymore, at least from what we're seeing, they don't just hire for your, just your skill set. They hire for, yes, your skills, but also are you going to fit in the culture, right? Are you going to be excited to come to work every day? They're going to feel that when when you're interviewing. Um, and that's also something that they look for and they look at, look at um, agencies to find, right? It's not just sending a resume over. It's really really connecting that that bridge or that gap, that culture fit. Um, one of the most popular questions that I get in regards to a resume is how long should my resume be? Mm. What is your opinion on this, Ash? <laughs> okay, so so many people, right? Don't you hear? Oh, only one page. I'm like, it's it's fine. You don't have to do just one page, right? Um, I think five, 10 pages. I've We've seen it all. Um, It's too much. Um, What I would say is if you can do it on one page and articulate yourself properly, then do it on one page. If you need to, I think two pages is okay. I think three is where it starts to get a little hairy. So you want to be careful with looking at the spacing on your resume. And hey, if you're going over onto the next page with one or two sentences, you need to cut it one or two sentences short, right? You don't want to roll over to the next page with only a couple sentences. Make it at least a half a page if you truly need that information. Really analyze your words. Are you articulating yourself properly? Are you using the right words to really get across the skill sets that you have? Right. And I would say that I think it all depends on how much experience you have. If you have 20 years experience, you're not going to fit it all on one page. So absolutely fit it on two pages if you have two, three, but make sure you're not leaving out any important information that would help a hiring manager's decision into making, you know, a hiring decision on you. Um, If you have two years experience, then absolutely fit it on one page. You don't need to just fill up words just to make it longer, make it relevant to your experience. If you have more experience, you know, then it it should be longer. Right. Agreed. Absolutely. That also brings up a point. So if you have 20 years experience, what do you think about putting experience dating back 20 years ago on your resume? Do you think that's relevant still? Yeah, that's interesting. I was just talking to a candidate who I used to work with, you know, a couple lives ago, right? And 
she is now looking for a new job and that's exactly what she has 20 years of experience and that's tough right because you want to show hey i've i've done all this i've accomplished all this but then at the same time you need to stay relevant right hiring managers are looking at your most relevant experience not information and skills that you've learned 20 years ago because oftentimes if you haven't kept using those skills, you probably, they're probably rusty, right? You probably don't have them anymore. So um, I would say you want to limit it to 10, 15 years of experience unless it's absolutely needed. And in those cases, you'll you'll know, right? If you're going for um, a C-level role and they, you know, you can talk to the recruiter and ask them what they want to see. If you're using an agency, that's where, you know, you can also leverage them to say, hey, what's this company like? Do they need all this information? Do they not? Uh, What do you think? What's your perspective on that? I agree with you. I feel like, you know, putting that most relevant experience in there. And if there's previous experience that maybe is older and doesn't apply to, you know, what the job that you're going for now at the bottom, put, you know, additional experience upon request or, you know, previous experience available you know, something to right. let them know that you do have experience previous to this time, but, you know, you didn't include it on there because, you know, you didn't want to make a, a five page resume <laughs> or it just wasn't relevant. I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. I would definitely recommend that. And what do you think about a cover letter? <laughs> okay. So like you said before, hiring managers are taking maybe 10 seconds to look at your resume. Um, me personally, when I was you know, previous HR professional at XYZ companies, I, I did not read the cover letters. I'm sorry, guys. I didn't read them. It's a great story. It tells me about you, but I don't know you at this point, right? What I want to see is the meat and potatoes. Let me see your skills. Where have you worked? You know, the size of the company, what industry, um, and then what did you do? That's going to really tell me a lot more than a cover letter. I totally agree with you. I would say if you are applying directly to a company and you know who the hiring manager is or who you are talking to, maybe a cover letter is okay. If you're going to address it directly to them, if you're making this letter specifically for this particular role and you are saying, I want this particular position, this is why I'm a good fit, then fine. I can see where that would be acceptable. Where I feel like it, um, you know, doesn't really make sense is if you don't know who you are talking to. If you don't know who mm, you are addressing, then it's just comes across as too generic and um, not really, you know, heartfelt. It just seems like you're applying to all these roles and here's a generic paragraph. And right. I mean, you can find a cover letter online anyway. Right. So exactly. And this is where if you are working with a recruiting firm to help you get a job where they're kind of like your cover letter, they're your selling point, they're your like cheerleader to get you in front of the hiring manager and sell you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they'll go over your background with them on the phone and go over details and you don't even need a cover letter. So that's just, you know, really a waste of time and my eyes. <laughs> Sorry, if you've taken blunt. all that time <laughs> writing a cover letter, you might as well use it for campfire stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I also think it's important to tailor your resume for each job. Um, if you're applying to a management role, make sure you're highlighting your leadership experience or um, your management 
experience. You know, make sure you're putting that on there. If you're applying to a hands-on role, make sure you're putting that hands-on experience on there. Obviously, always be truthful and honest in your resume, but just highlight the specific experience that's for that particular role. Any other things that we didn't touch on? What about references? Yeah, references. Okay, so do you put them on your resume or do you not? I say don't. Um, Put the little tagline that says references furnished upon request because it depends on what company or, you know, that you're applying to and how they work that process. So some companies that we work with currently, they will do it electronically at the end. So really having those references on there isn't needed. Or like, you know, if you're working with an agency, we'll ask for that stuff at the at the end as well, towards the end. And plus, you don't want to have those references kind of in the dark, if you will, and not knowing what company you're going for, what industry, what title. I think it's important for your references to know those specifics, know what they're talking to in reference to your skills when it is time to do those references. Absolutely. You never want anything other than a stellar recommendation. Actually, I have a funny story on that. And this has actually happened a couple different times where a candidate has given me the name and number of a reference and I call the reference and they're like, I don't know why they put me as a reference. Like, I don't think that they were a great employee. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, (laughs) so it just goes to show you, you need to let your references know um, that you are putting them as a reference and make sure that they will give you a good one. Right. Oh, that was, that must've been terrible. Did that person get a, get hired? No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and, um, you know, we obviously called other references. So that's where, Mm -hmm. you know, more than one reference as well. I mean, make sure they're all good, first of all, but then you should have multiple three to four references to be called. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Oh, what about format of the resume, right? Um, What's, you know, there's PDF, there's Word. Um, I don't think anybody else uses any other type of, of format, but what do you prefer? Those are definitely the two most popular. I like Word because it's easy for me to use and I can edit it easily. And I feel like applicant tracking systems, ATSs, can easily read that. Mm-hmm. It's um, clean as long as you don't put any crazy charts, bubbles, anything pictures, stuff like that on there, then it's easy for those ATSs to read. Um, I think that Word is is the easiest for a lot of people to use. PDF, I know, is very popular as well. Um, they just need to be clean and um, not a lot of distractions going on. Yeah, I agree. Do, do Word. I know some people don't like Word because they're worried it's going to be maybe Things are going to be taken out, but no one's messing with your resume like that. Um, Unless you're technical marketing guru, don't try anything super duper fancy, right? I think for those marketing roles, I think they're looking for that fancy kind of almost like a, you know, an example of your work, so to speak. So, yeah, I agree. Word format is the best. And you know, applicant tracking systems. What is that? It's it's like artificial intelligence, AI, ATSs, right? Um, what we're talking about is when you apply for any job, whether it's through LinkedIn, Indeed, the company website, 
your resume is going into this system that is essentially reading your resume and picking up keywords in it. So when we're talking about making sure you are meticulous with the word choices that you use and putting your skills in there, that's why. Because you want to be able to not only show it for, uh, be, be like visual for the, the AI system, but also visual for the, the individual person reviewing it. Right. No, that's definitely a good point. You want to make sure the keywords are in there. So this ATS system, ATS can read it and then, you know, forward you on to the the person who's going to make the next decision. And one thing that I thought of, though, whenever you were talking about being creative, if you have a marketing background or even developer or something where you want to show your work, put those links in there. You can... um either do that in your resume or, you know, make sure you give those links or examples to your work, your GitHub, whatever that may be to your recruiter or put it on your resume. So that way they can click directly on the link and see examples of your work. Yeah, I love that. I I do. That's a good point. I love when I see their links on their on their resume. Um, portfolio. portfolio <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Oh, what about pictures on a resume? We didn't even chat about that. I see a lot of pictures sometimes with it up in the right-hand corner, left-hand corner, whatever, near your name. Pictures. I mean, I like it because I like seeing the person that I'm talking to, but I don't think it's a good thing to have it whenever you're applying to a position with a company. Um, I think just keep it Keep it clean. No pictures. They'll click on your LinkedIn profile and see you there, which, you know, make sure your picture's on that. But I don't like it on a resume. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I like it personally just so I can see. But for a hiring manager, I would say no. Yeah, I agree. No picture on your resume. No. Anything else that we're missing? I think that covers most of it. If you have any additional questions, definitely let us know. Yeah, let us know. The, these are, you know, the top things that we get the most questions on when it comes to resumes and how to market yourself properly. So if you guys hear what we're saying, maybe you have a question on some particular topic or we didn't touch on something, let us know. Certainly subscribe, rate us, leave a comment. We're happy to read them and happy to help you guys out as always. Until next time, thanks so much for living bold and bossing up guys. Radio Influence strives to bring you excellence in podcasting. We work with personalities like TV chef Brian Duffy, radio personalities like Ian Beckles, news and political pundits like independent journalists Frank and Tracy Beans, experts from the sports world like veteran football scout and coach Chris Landry, pro wrestling personality David Penzer, MMA experts Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan, and strength and conditioning coach Jeff Crochelle. If you're looking for food, sports, music, entertainment, politics, no matter the topic, Radio Influence has something for everyone. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.